The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? And alcohol and anything else we feel like talking about or how cold Josh left the studio. Let's do this. It's a Wednesday, a what are the odds Wednesday, which is really a Friday on the Blitz. Diabolical. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And the Blitz is on for a Wednesday. Welcome to the greatest show in the history of the known universe. With me, Fred Fowler, the Falcon. Jerry Bo filling in today. Aaron Rabel, the Voldemort. If you want to get in, 713-780-ESPN, your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At Jerry Bone Knows with a Z. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Join the Twitch community at twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And it's a Wednesday where we always do things a little bit differently. We put odds on them. We got Jerry Bow with us, who's, who's the odds master. I mean, that's going to be his nickname, the odds master. Is that, I don't know, it sounds like one of those 1 800 guys. Jerry Bow, the odds master. Odds, odds, odds. He loves this game as if it's already been played. Played. That's a joke. Okay. What's up, Blitzers? What's going on, man? And thanks for having me for the last show of the week. I'm I'm extremely excited. What's going on, Aaron? Dude, we're stoked to have you here. Uh, this has been it's been fun for me the last few. I got to work with Josh Friday, Patrick Creighton on Monday, Jermaine yesterday, and get to work with my man Jerry today. I've had a it's been kind of cool because I've been able to listen to Moneyline uh, the last couple of weeks driving back from uh, the Mont when we were camping and. If you guys aren't listening to that show, you're missing out. Uh, that they, these guys have come a long way, and, and they really give you great information. So, if you're uh, out and about on a Sunday, whether you're playing fantasy or whether you're going to gamble, man, you need to be listening to that show. So, uh, you know what? We'll have a little gamble talk today. We'll do it, and uh, we'll, we'll get to it at some point anyway. Uh, but it is uh, this is the end of the week for us, so we're going to make this a fun show. So no BS, just a uh, little alcohol, little good times. Let's celebrate. Hope everybody's going to have a great Christmas, and uh, it's supposed to cool off a little bit tonight, so we're going to get get into the 30s in some places, so it'll feel a little bit like Christmas. You like cold weather around Christmas to make it feel like that, or you just... No, you know, I don't, I don't really feel Christmas anymore, except, because yeah, although this year we can't really do anything, because like, I, 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 I usually we go visit my family in Lamarck, and, but my grandmother's like 97, and you know my mom's had... Uh, cancer so i don't want to go down there and give them the rona accidentally so we're not doing that but usually we go do that and then we go to a movie theater and you know watch whatever the hot release is that's kind of been our mo for the last uh well since we've been married for god 11 years now jesus can't believe that but um so it's going to be stay at home and probably watch wonder woman 1984 on uh hbo max and a lot of alcohol oh oh yeah yeah i, I when i i'm gonna leave the show tonight at seven I'll be home hopefully by 7.20, and I hope to be drunk by 8. Ilo asked Falcon right before the show started, is there a lot of alcohol? Straight face, just straight to the answer. He said, by 30 minutes after I get home, I'm drunk. I like that. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. I'm going to stay drunk for four days. I'm not going to do any work unless I have to. There's 
you know, there's a possibility I'll wind up having to do some things on our website we're working on. But no, I'm, I'm going to just spend four days doing absolutely nothing but drinking and maybe, uh, uh, yeah, I might get on the bicycle this weekend just to work off some of the alcohol. You but, won't be attending any strip clubs though, right? No, no, no strip clubs. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I might go, like, I might go out on, uh, Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon with my friends, but, uh, uh, we're not, we, we waited too late to get a campsite. It's apparently everybody in the world is going camping this weekend. So, which I don't blame them. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense, but eh, that's about it. It's going to be fun. So, and I'll be doing some gambling, hopefully trying to, uh, make up for the last, I, I had, a, I had a really good weekend. I had a six and two weekend and I'm now over my last three. So six and five doesn't look quite as sexy. If you know, I, I was listening to the show yesterday. Like you said, though, it's people get this false sense that uh, gambling's all winning because that's all people show. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, I won, and it's 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 the best guys in the world always think about that. The best guy in the world out there somewhere, he's only about fifty six, fifty seven, fifty eight percent, and that's the best of the best. And you ask anybody that just watches sports, you think I can't get that six out of ten right? They'll tell you all day long they can until they do it. Yeah, and and that's that's the thing that we always. I think we've always preached is, you know, full transparency. Boy, if I get my butt whipped, you're going to know it. Uh, if I, if I win, I don't, I don't go tout the wins a whole lot other than just say when, when, when there's a big one that everybody jumps on, I'll, I'll mention it like Tulsa last week. You know, we were, we were all on Tulsa and that was a, that one I was proud of cause that was a pretty big bet, but I, I'm, I probably focus more on when I do lose because I don't want people thinking, Oh, this, this guy's out here. 17 for 17 and you can move on this game yeah that that kind of stuff i mean just listen this is this is a grind and when you're you know you're gonna have some downturns but if you just ride it out in the end you're gonna come out up so uh and that's and that's the thing and what's funny too is we we've talked about this before is the different approach that you and i have they're both they're both successful you're a volume guy and I'm not. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a smaller amount of games. And but I mean, you'll have soccer, you'll have everything. You know, and and it's it's great because what you do works very well, and it gives people a lot of options. But what I'm sure is frustrating is when people pick and choose, and those are the ones that don't win. And that's that happens a lot, and you get that. But also, it's funny because our poker styles are completely different, and we end up heads up a lot, or in the last three. And it's it's funny because we're completely different players, but the end ends up us cashing usually. You know what I mean? It's I noticed that the other day that I you know I always play a lot of pots. I I like to I like to set the table and then try to get out of trouble if I can. You like to have the table set and then take over the hand and pick your spots. And I mean I've seen Falcon play poker and maybe play one or two hands the entire hour, and then all of a sudden he doubles up and doubles up, and all of a sudden it's three of us left. And then I'm thinking, how the hell did that happen? He only played a few hands. It's because he picks them selectively. Yeah, and and I try to trap. I mean, that's that that's how I like to double up. But you know, in those little tournaments, it doesn't always work because you can't sit around forever. Uh, but that is that is a style that works very well in you know the the bigger tournaments that go all day. Uh, and, and that's and that's what I'm I'm trying to stick to. But you know, it it changes sometimes too. I think it uh, uh, depending on who's left at the final table, I'm going to play them differently. But um, you know, it's it's. It's fun though. We're gonna it, at some point, and just here's a little spoiler alert for you. For once, we get this uh, Sports Map Elite website launched. 
uh, we're going to have a free roll poker tournament for our first 500 signups. And, uh, on, and we're going to do it just like we did with the charity tournaments on Poker Stars. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And you'll get a chance to play with, uh, uh, with all the other people who are going to be part of Sports Map Elite. So there. That seems like a lifetime ago, right? Like it seems like that was a long time ago that we did those charity events. This is, I mean, I didn't think if you would have told me then that we'd be still dealing with this. You know, I thought it would by now. It's like okay, we're coming to an end, which we kind of are, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I we're we're not out of this yet, and we're gonna have to keep dealing with it uh, for a while. I did I did see that uh, they expect to have the vaccines available for everybody in the country by June. Wow, uh, that wants it, and, and I think that's great. Uh, and, and so hopefully, hopefully by then, but we're, we're still not out of this, man. It's still are, bad. It's are you a team guinea pig on it? Like I want the first batch of it or are you, let me sit back and see the first few batches go down. Well, I, I, I think, uh, I'm, I'm just going to wait my turn, you know, and I'll, I'll, as soon as it's there, I'll go get it done. But, um, I volunteered to go early because if I died, who cares? Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm an old man. I need you. Sports Matt Betts needs you. <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. So we need shots here, Aaron. We need to get somebody in here to start pouring stuff. This is this is uh, and and we'll get to James Harden next segment. Be patient, guys. You know what? We're we're trying to have a little fun here today because it's the last show of the week. And by the way, Jerry and I are going to fill in for uh, Josh Ennis on Monday from two to four. So that should be fun. Double dose. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's get these shots going. I see Twitch is ready to get the shots going. It's a special edition of Happy Hour. We can call it. I'm I'm ready yeah. to get going. Where's Tyler at? It doesn't seem like it's. Well, yeah, we, without- we, we can't really have a happy hour without Tyler. He's drowning in work, apparently. All right. Well, then the three of us are just going to have drinks. Yeah, I'll come in there during the break. Screw and everybody else. New ones. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll uh, we'll pour some drinks on the break and then we'll uh, uh, the three of us will salute all of our listeners. And uh, and this is going to be a toast to you guys for sticking with us through what has been the worst year in American history and uh, still listening to the Blitz. So. Hey, it's it's the worst year of my life, and that's all that I count as American history. I hate to break it to you, because you know what? Yeah, World War II probably bad. Uh, there, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened before I was born, but nothing like this. And I'm old, so I count. That's that's my standard. When was I born? Worst thing that's ever happened. When someone uh, always or or mentions the or uses the term "that's the worst," I always say, "Well, what's the second worst?" So I could compare how bad this one is. So before this. What was the worst time of your a year of your life in between jobs or or you know? What, what uh, well, personally, you know that's that's a different animal. But I'm thinking in terms of the country, nine eleven maybe, um, and you know, and not locally, Harvey obviously was that wasn't good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sucked. But and and actually, I'll go back to this. Um, Ike, when uh, Ike came through, that did uh, that was a lot worse on me then because i didn't have power for like two weeks or internet or anything and a uh piece of metal crashed through my car from the wind and it was just it was it was a, that was a nightmare but uh you know this the the problem with this is it just keeps going and we're not done yet but you know what we're all gonna get through it 2021 we're gonna have we're gonna have fun all year and we are going to uh uh we're gonna just Keep getting through this by talking about sports and gambling and James Harden and strippers and everything else. And uh, all of that is going to be what we do in 2021 and the rest of this year. So we're all going to have fun. That's it. When you come here, you're, we're going to entertain you. I'd argue that the Black Plague was the worst year of your life, Fred. 
All right, if we're going to start getting into honesty, yeah, Black Plague was bad. I mean, seeing all of your friends and gambling buddies drown as, an, as you're sitting on top of an ark, that might have been pretty bad, too. <laughs> Especially well, if you deal with all those damn animals. Uh, it was, it was really the worst one was when my friends, the dinosaurs, couldn't handle that meteor. That that was the worst. You've been through some things. <laughs> there wasn't enough room in the cave for all of you? Yeah, I mean, hey, I was able to squeeze in there, and, and uh, you know, there was a pterodactyl who, you know, I was friendly with, but... You know, she she eventually passed away. It happens. You have to eat. All right, quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, This This is the Blitz, the Blitz. on ESPN, ESPN. 97.5. Hey guys, it's AJ Hoffman. It's fall and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month, right? It's like Christmas on your doorstep. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLITZ at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code BLITZ for 20% off your first box. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. No A.J. today. He'll be back on Monday, I believe. Uh, Jerry Bow filling in. King of Moneyline. So uh, let's get into this James Harden stuff. Uh, it, it, this, this is such a glorious disaster at this point. It's almost like... You know, the Rockets are like, well, you're just, you're just going to have to sit here and play until we decide who to trade you to, and we're going to trade you where we want. And Harden's kind of like, hold my beer. I'm going to go COVID it with a bunch of strippers. Where do you come down on this, Jerry? It's time to get him out of here. It's getting too far now. I, I don't still, I don't see how the Harden defender that's been defending him all this time is still standing there saying, man, the media is making something out of this because don't you remember? I saw one guy post. He said, don't you remember playing basketball? People threw the ball at each other all the time. You're acting like, and I'm thinking, yeah, but the light is on him right now. Everything is in the NBA world. I'm not going to say it stopped, but you saw the big names. Giannis gets, you know, he went ahead and found his home, stayed there. And all of a sudden you got Harden still out here doing these kind of things. Now we're hearing that he had the Rona and that's why he was late to, to reporting. So now that you put all these things together, what's the end game here, Fred? Like, what are we getting to here? Because the ball is in the Rockets' court, obviously. But to what point do you? At what point do you stop losing or start losing value on him? I, I think you're already losing value, and and that's that's part of the problem. Is the teams are looking at saying, "Hey, man, this guy's a headache," and and now you, you still are going to have teams that want him because people look at him from the outside, and, and you know what? What James Harden is? James Harden is the hot chick. 
And you look at her and you say, oh, man, uh, she ever leaves that dude. I'm hooking up with her. I'll take a chance. And then you get her there and she's got a penis. And I think that's that's what this is. And, and teams are still looking at, at him as, hey, this is, I, I want that. You know, I, I now, I'm starting to see that maybe she's a little bit of a diva. And maybe that's going to be high maintenance. So maybe I'm not as excited about it. And, you know, there does look like there's a bulge there. So I'm a little bit concerned. So that's kind of where teams are, I think. Do you think if he maybe had a different attitude towards everything, people would have a better taste in their mouth? Because he went out on Instagram right after everything, and he posted this. One thing after another, I went to show love to a homegirl at her event, not a strip club, because she is becoming a boss and putting her people in position of success, and now it's a problem. Every day it's something different, no matter how many times people try to drag my name under you can't. The real always end up on top. What? Huh? <laughs> yeah, like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just read this, and it's like, this isn't what you expect out of a superstar. And Okay, let's give them the benefit of the doubt as far as or maybe it wasn't a strip club. But then at the same time, you got pictures with no mask. And I'm not saying that I'm not mask or no mask guy. I'm not even taking it that right. I'm just saying the position that we're in right now, and you're the face of an organization, and the light's on you, the least you can do is at least have a mask on for that picture they're about to take of you. I think uh, – well uh, – I don't really care what people do right now. That that's their business. Whether whether you but but the NBA has set protocols for them, uh, just like the NFL did. That's why Deshaun Watson got in trouble, and it just shows he doesn't really care. We and we know that he he just wants to go someplace else so he can not care there and get paid and put up his forty. Do you think he goes somewhere else and not cares, or do you think he he goes there and tries to make a statement and 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 we move forward? And- he he's going to go there and be what he's always been, which is a great scorer, but a guy who dominates the ball. And who loses in the playoffs? I mean, what, what statement is there to make? He's had every opportunity, and they've built around him several different ways, and he's failed every time. And he's he's a great player. He's one of the, he's regular season Peyton Manning. He really is. But one difference is he hasn't been able to get over the top. You could argue that that they their year should have happened with the Chris Paul thing, and I get it. But maybe if you don't miss all those threes in a row, you get there anyway. And now you're just seeing him be, and I, I use the comparison to a diva wide receiver yesterday. That, that's really what he's become. And he's trying to force his way out, but he wants to force his way to where he wants to go. And, and if I'm the Rockets, I'm going to get the best package I can. I'm going to get the, the thing that fits best for me. And I'm not, I'm not sending him where he wants to go. Uh, if he's going to do this, it's, it's not happening. And it's not that simple either. It, the puzzle has to fit. It has to be a team that can that has the assets, that, that wants to make that move. And a lot of people say, man, well, we saw it with Anthony Davis and whatnot. People wanted Anthony Davis. There was a, a big market for him. And I'm not saying that there's not a market for Harden, but you're not seeing people just rolling over saying, let's make it, let's put a third team into this trade to make this happen. With those, team, with those type of players like Anthony Davis, when that happened and they gave the farm for him, you knew that the Lakers, they wanted it no other way. This is how it was going down. He sat out. You remember, let's not forget that Anthony Davis sat on the bench, and that left a bad taste in those Pelican fans' mouth. You know, they they sat there and thought about, well, why is he doing this to us? And now you don't really even think about that. Yeah, I, and it, it, it's funny that people are still defending him. And I, you know what? I, and this, honestly, I don't want to – I'm not doing this because I'm going to make fun of you or anything like that, but I want a hardened defender to call in and, and tell me why. Why you're still defending Harden. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. I'll 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 give you some room. I just want to know, and I, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna insult you or call you an idiot or anything like that. I, I'm just curious 
for what reason, unless you're his agent. I get that. But uh, I, I want to know a Houston fan who's still defending Harden. I want to hear from you. They've done a, a, a job, though, d- defending him all these years, though, because let's think back up to that playoff where the last play where he blocked, had the block that ended the game. He played in bad. I mean, he was bad. And then all of a sudden, he was forgiven for one play, one block, which, okay, it was a block and it ended the series, the game, whatever it was. But you still had to think to yourself, what, what is this? We're giving a superstar a pass for a block, and this is what you get now. This is, he, he was spoiled. We're hearing, I mean, not that we didn't know a lot of things. That's the thing. With the Easter B thing that came out, the article, we knew a lot of that. They just happened to word it different. With the Harden business that came out, we knew a lot of it, except for they worded it, and they told us how he had the practice plans uh, critique to his liking. Now we're putting one-to-one together and saying organized players like Chris Paul, like a Russell Westbrook. They said Russell Westbrook would park his car in the same parking spot in OKC. He walked through the same door. If it's a double door, they say if one door was locked, like they both were individually locked, he asked them to unlock it. He's just a routine guy. And when he got here, everything was but a routine. Well, all that aside, where we are now, right now today, when you're seeing how he's reacting to all this, how he's leaking all these stories, how he's fighting with teammates, how he's basically being a complete diva bitch. The chick with the penis. Do you still defend him? That, that's what I want to hear from. And, and honestly, and I just want to know why. Because I, I can't see it, and that's sometimes you have to hear that other, you, know, you have to hear that other perspective. Do you see why that someone would still support this guy? So, you know, I, I just think that... Uh, I'd like to hear from that person, 713-780-3776. And not being part of Harden's like crew or agent or inner circle. I've also heard the theory of don't give him what he wants, make him suffer here. But like you said, he's already losing value, one. And then some compare it to the DeAndre Hopkins situation with the Texans, how the Texans also had everything in their favor with that CBA, and they made the move too quick. I don't think that's the. I don't think that pertains to this. I, I think right now you got to get rid of him, and I don't know. Like I said, they keep throwing out random teams that that I guess would work, but I don't. I need to see a, a real offer brought to the table, one that makes sense for us. Because at this point, I don't think that any of this makes sense. Yeah, the the Denver deal that we talked about uh, quite a bit the last couple of days is the one that I like the best. Yeah, but yeah, you know, if that were really on the table, I would have taken it by now. It, it, it would have it, it already be done. And he'd be off coveting in Denver, whether he wants to. By the way, nice city. I mean, not a bad place to live. Legal weed, legal sports betting. What are the strip clubs like there? That's what we need to, uh, to find out. I, I I don't know the strip club scene in Colorado. I I don't. I'm guessing most of the women I know from Colorado pretty attractive. A lot of snow bunnies, a lot of in shape. Uh, so if that's the high level, then I think. You know the next level stripper. I'm going to say, um, I'm 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 going to guess it's a pretty good uh, strip scene, depending on what you're into. Yeah, you know, he, he may not like the same things that that I like. Is that uh, what's the name on that? Cassie. Cassie wants to defend Harden. Let's hear it, man. Hi, how you doing? Good. Man, it's easy to defend uh, James Harden because you guys are forgetting one thing: it's a business. It's a business. Okay, elaborate. Okay. James Harden has to do the, do the best that he can for James Harden. Not for you, not for me, 
not for the Rockets as a team. It's a business. Look at what happened to Dak. He stuck around. He stuck his nose in it. He he let he allowed those guys to misuse his name. He stood around. He played ball. He got hurt. Kazzy. They offered him. Let him let him finish. Let him finish. He got hurt. He also turned down a thirty-five million dollar a year deal before that. Yeah. Ah, oh, so well, that doesn't mean he needs to break it. He he deserves to break his leg. He made a lot of he made a few bad business moves, and it cost him. But how is Harden? He didn't look out for himself. But he didn't look out for himself. I, I, but you have to understand this. You're saying Harden has to look out for himself. They just the Rockets offered him historic a historic extension on top of the money he already has to stay. So he's not hey, looking man, out for himself. Just, you know, that's looking out for yourself to take that money. big money off the table. That being it's, saying, I don't care about winning or losing. I'm worried about me, James Harden. Give me the money. That's not what it is. Right here, he's just trying to make a statement, trying to put himself into whatever picture he can be in because, hey, I guess the chips all fell down in one place here. It's time to move. Hey, we've seen it before, though. How many times have LeBron done it? Anthony Davis did it. Kevin Durant did it. It's modus operandi for the sports business, bro. Yeah, except those guys were free agents. They didn't have three years left on their contract. So, I I, I appreciate the perspective. Um, In all fairness, I still don't get it. No, yeah. And, And I'm all about, yeah, you need to look out for yourself. But you also signed that contract. Hey, man, I, I signed a contract here through 2022. Guess what? Even if I'm not happy, I'm sick of AJ. I want the hell out. I'm going to find a way to make it work. That's not true, by the way. I'm, just, well, uh, I'm, I'm using an example. A little breaking news on the way to the break. Yeah, tell them. Tonight's em. game is officially postponed. Wow, should be didn't... canceled. It should be a forced forfeit, but Rockets Thunder postponed it. Uh, well, you know what the Thunder can do while they're in town? Strip clubs. And Rico, who's the resident Denver blitzer, who's also back in town, shout out to Rico, said uh, the strip clubs are not Houston. James would not be pleased. Okay. And you know what? If I did one out of here, you know how I'd do it? It wouldn't be public. It would be, hey, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out a deal with 610 to go work with, with Clint Cerner. Oh, and... Uh, you know, we're all going to part as friends and you don't have to buy me out and all that. And it's all good. And it wouldn't be a big deal. But that's me. That's that's how I would do it. Um, because, but you know what? I wouldn't do anything like that because this company has been really good to me. And you know what? They're, that creates loyalty. I think the Rockets have been really good to James Harden. And that's what hurts here, the loyalty aspect, right? Like you said, it, you said it the best right there. You show loyalty to here because what they've done for you. What have the Rockets not tried to do to construct a team around Harden? And then, like I said, they offered him an extension on top of the money he already has. And he said no. And, yeah, the Dak thing, uh, yeah, that sucks. But they did offer him a, a huge contract before the season. He chose to play on the franchise tag. He and lost. Yeah. Did he lose? He made $30 million for playing four games. Five games, whatever it was. Is that a loss? No. I mean, yeah. all right, let's take a quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. Stay up to date with the latest innovations hitting the city of Houston by visiting innovationmap.com or follow them on any of your social media platforms. Just search Innovation Map. 
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Jerry Bow filling in today. A little hard and talk. Is your Rockets game canceled tonight? They do not have the minimum of eight players to uh, play tonight because of the Rona. Pretty sure it's Harden's fault. Pretty sure he did it on purpose. Uh, good point from a texter says, uh, you know, he's hurting his image and value the longer this goes on. So trying to say he needs to look out for himself isn't quite right. I think that's a fair point uh, as to the other caller. But a lot of people want to get into this. So, uh, Jerry, pick one for us. Let's go with Richard. Richard, what's going on? Okay. All right. Well, let's go with Mark. Mark, you're on the Blitz. Hello, Mark. These guys want to talk. The Rockets fan, first of all, but he, uh, but James Harden, I like him. I like him. I, I like him because one thing about James Harden is James Harden always come to play. Don't get hurt. He's always go score thirty. He's gonna be in the top. We gonna get to the playoffs, but we need people around him, and we need a, we need y'all to let the coach, this new coach, let him, let him, let him develop the cars and stuff, man, because. Y'all started, it seemed like all these uh, media guys, seemed like in the beginning, you know, we know we can take y'all comments and all that other critiques and stuff, but now it begins to sound like y'all begin to slander the man. And I don't like that. I think it sounds foul, man, and I'll, and I'll take that out there. Thank you. Slander the man. Hmm. Um, to, to your first point, the, the Rockets have done this now for six years, trying to build teams around James Harden. And he does he doesn't get hurt, which is good, but he shows up in the regular season. He doesn't show up in the playoffs. He hasn't. And and that you can't really dispute. And if that's slander, sorry. He left uh, out the fine print. That was the yeah, fine print. I mean yeah. everything else is fine on the front of that bottle, but read the fine print and it's gonna say does not show up in the playoffs. And I was all for run it back with this new group because I actually think that this could be a better team than last year's. Now you're going to counting on Boogie Cousins being healthy. You're counting on John Wall being healthy. I love, I love the Wood signing. I mean, I, I think you know you've got a team that's better than what you ended the season with last year. You got a new coach, new system. Let's see how it plays out. But he doesn't want to do that. And if he doesn't want to do that, and he's going to pout and try to get himself out of here to go to another team that's going to try to build around him and fail miserably because he's going to screw up in the playoffs, then. You know, what choice do the Rockets have in this? I mean, uh, the Rockets are trying to run it back with him. He doesn't want to. So that, to me, is on him. Um, Philip, what's up? Philip, go. Hey, what's up, John? Hey. Uh, go ahead, man. Yeah. Just calling, man. I'm calling from Pennsylvania, man. I listen to your show every day. I love it, man. Um, I just wanted to ask, um, what can we can can we trade Harden to Philadelphia, or what are we going to do, man? We got to get rid of him. He is a cancer. And that's all. I'm going to hang up and listen. Well, I, I think if you. And we've talked about this a lot the last couple of days. If you're going to trade him to Philadelphia, 
then Ben Simmons needs to be part of the deal. But then Ben Simmons needs to part, be part of another deal because he would not be a fit here. No. Not he, with John Wall already here. And you're committed to John Wall for three years. And nobody's taking that contract. So um, that would be the only way to do it. But and I, but I think if you could do a deal like that, then it would be silly of the Rockets to be spiteful and say, oh, we don't want to send James to Philadelphia because he wants to be there. That would be silly. If, you could, if that's the best deal you can get, and you get Simmons and you flip Simmons for another great player or a really good young player, then do it. I think we have to take matter notice of how fragile of a, of a situation this is. Generational talents, whether we think, and you hear the way I talk about Harden, obviously I don't think he's got the clutch gene. I don't think, but we can't lie about what he is. He's a generational talent. So how often or how long will it be again before Houston, the Houston Rockets have another James Harden? It's, it might be a long time. It's easy to start painting pictures and saying, bring Ben Simmons here and, and whatnot, but I don't know. But see, here's, but, and, and here's, here's the point, and, and my response to the caller is, you know, why not the Rockets try to do – the Rockets are trying to do what you're saying. He doesn't want to. This is on him now. So, you know, again, if that, that being the case, what's your real opinion? You're going to go back to the first guy and say he's looking out for himself? Okay. But I don't know how that – I don't know how people can be supportive of that. Let's try Slappy. Slappy usually has a, something interesting. Of course, gentlemen. Hey. I think, I think one thing we got to realize is Harden, he is a generational talent. One thing, being a left-handed guy, he's just an awkward, weird lefty. He's probably never going to get that, that killer gene in him. You know, he's, he's something you go. It's something you're born with, or something you have to acquire. But I just don't think he's that way. I think he's just going to always be weird, always going to be awkward. He's always going to be a lefty. Oh, another thing, uh, Fred, dude, I was at a Circle K over here off a. Of, I'm not going to tell where it's at, but it's, it was a Rick and Morty, uh, uh, pickle Rick bong, dude. It's a, a ceramic bong for twenty bucks. How can I get one to you? Oh, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Um, and uh, 281 said, not a fan of all at Harden, but if he's unhappy, why stay? If you're unhappy at your workplace, wouldn't you leave? Uh, and you obviously missed the last segment. He's got under contract for three more years, a contract he signed, a contract he agreed to, and his contract's guaranteed. This isn't the NFL where they can cut you. And I use the same example of, of you know what? I'm under contract too. And if I if I were unhappy, I couldn't just walk away. No, I'm not. You know, but... Uh, if things changed, here, here's a better example. Because let's say David Gal sold the company, and we brought in a new producer from Six Ten. Uh, we brought in a new program director, and basically cleaned everything up. The only thing left was me, and they wanted us to do talk Texans for three straight hours. Would I still want to be here? Absolutely not. No. But am I going to force my way out? No. I mean, I'll, I'll do the job the best I can. I don't have, at that point, I don't have to enjoy it, but I'm still getting paid. So if that's, so I kind of get his side of it. You got rid of my coach who let me do whatever I want. You got rid of my GM who let me do whatever I want. Uh, and you bring up, brought in all new people. You got a new owner, frankly, still relatively new. So I get it. I, I get him not being happy, but you, that's why you didn't sign your two-year, $50 million extension. 
Say, no, I'll be here for three more years. And if you're the Rockets, you got to get rid of him now. You got to trade him now because his value is not going to be worth a damn in three years. Imagine how other teams feel, though. If you look at his contract, for example, last year he only made 38. It progressively grows every year 41 this year. Next year, 44. And then that last year, when he's 33 years old, he's making 47. And then what happens if you give up the farm? You give up everything. You throw in picks. You throw in your star. And then he, what if, what if he doesn't re-sign with you in 2023 and you set your franchise back all those picks? That's another thing. With the Lakers, they always knew they had LeBron and he was going to tie down Davis to go ahead and sign long, long-term. That's exactly what happened. There wasn't even a question of that. I'm not sure I trust Harden if I bring him to my organization, give up everything in two years if he's not happy that he's going to bail on me at well, 33. Especially... If it's not a team that he's put on his little list. Yeah. If it's Denver, who's to say he's going to go to Denver and say, oh, you know what? Uh, I'm happy with this. Um, somebody said Fred did say that he would go for $2 million. Yeah, because if you want to buy me out to get rid of me, that's different. And I'll be happy to, uh, yeah, for $2 million, if you want rid of me, just uh, write the check and I'll give some money to David Gow to hire a replacement and, and buy myself out. That That's different. But... Otherwise, it, realistically, that doesn't happen. And, you know, it, and, and this isn't going to happen. We're, we're not changing ownership or anything. But that, that's the one defense I'll have for Harden is that they basically have brought in all new people uh, and gotten rid of his pets and the people who support him. And he's upset about it. And I get that. But, man, if you want... It, it's just a bad look all the way around. But, I mean, it's also it's in every sport. Wide receivers do it all the time. We've talked about that. Uh, you've seen other NBA players do this. It's just this is at some point every relationship has to come to an end. And it, and I think you can, you can see the sign. Anybody who's ever been divorced, you, you, you can see the signs here. There's no fixing this. And it, it's time for a divorce. It's just what works best. Just like I knew it was time to get new hair and went to my man, Dr. Linville. And uh, guys, if you go to 975hair.com, you can set up a free consultation and get your hair back. And this is such a cool procedure. He used the Neograft procedure. What he does is he takes hair off the back of your head and puts it where you don't have it. And I had gotten to the point where it was either shave it all off or, you know, get something done. And I looked into some stuff and it just didn't feel right. It felt kind of creepy and hair plugs and things like this. But then I went to Dr. Linville and he explained the procedure and I'm like, oh, wow, that sounds kind of cool. And, and I go, does it work? And he goes, well, look at my hair because he had it done and his hair looked fantastic. And I've had it done. I love it. I have, I have real hair again. It's my own hair. And uh, I'm telling you, man, it makes all the difference in the world. I, I love it where I walk outside and it's windy and I can feel the wind in my hair. Go to 975hair.com right now. Get your consultation. Talk to Dr. Linville. Find out what it's all about. And uh, you'll want to get it done. 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. 975hair.com. Who has a long cap on his head? Santa was a long cap on his head. Hair on his suit is red. Special night. Yeah, that's what. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Set your clock and grab your jock. This is The Blitz on ESPN 975. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. 
And we're back on the Blitz. Jerry Bow in the house. Aaron Raybould is back. Aaron, I did not know you weren't going to be here yesterday. You didn't tell me when you were when Trey was in there that that's what he was doing, was shadowing you for yesterday. I mean, we've gone through this before. If you read the schedule emails that go out. I don't read the damn schedule because I don't care about anybody being off except me. It would have been real simple when I said, what's Trey doing in there? Say, oh, he's You doing- never said, what's Trey doing in there? You just pointed out that he was sitting there watching. No, I said, Wait, what, what, what the heck is Trey doing following you around in there? And you're like, mm, nothing, nothing. Would have been easy. You could have just said, it's fine. Trey did a good job, actually. He did. I listened to the first hour, <laughs> although, hour and a half. It although, was- it, it's so funny. I give him an A+, and he plays the wrong song to end the, the show. Because I did that before he, he had to do that, because I had a live read at the end. But no, Trey, Trey does a good job. And, uh, yeah, we uh, appreciated him filling in. Jermaine did a nice job as well. So, um, yeah, we got we got some depth around here. Uh, but always prefer to have Aaron. Let's, uh, all right, let's try one more on this. Let's try Jesse. Somebody give me something. Hey, hey guys. Hey, what's up, man? Um, my thing with the Rock, I'm not, I'm not a Rockets fan, but I am a fan of the NBA, um, off there but with the Rockets trade, um, if they do go 76ers and get Ben Simmons for Harden, I, I don't see with the lineup they have. You got Boogie Cousins, you got you know you got Christian. If you put Ben Simmons as a small forward, point forward instead of a point guard with John Wall, you would have two great ball handlers and you know two guys that could that could you know, pass the ball around and get people open, you know. John Wall can shoot outside, and he's explosive inside. Ben Simmons can drive the paint and kick. I mean, I, I, I'm, I really don't see why my team's still trying to make Ben Simmons a point guard when clearly nobody respects him outside of 18 foot. So, and, and please don't send him to Boston, for the love of God. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, and, and yeah, you could try that, and if it doesn't work, you you could trade Simmons later. I'm, I'm okay with that. I just, I, I don't know how it would work with two guys who can't shoot. And yes, they both can handle the ball and they can pass very well. But think about this, whichever one has the ball, you can almost eliminate the other guy as the guy to kick and dish to. So now you're down to three. Well, that's easier to defend to me. So I'm sure a smart coach could make it work. Somebody smarter than me. But I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't hate your idea at all. And it might be worth trying for for a month or so and see how it goes. But I I have a hard time seeing how it would work, just because, it, it, especially when they're on the court at the same time. I like what he said at the end, though, and that goes to tell you it gives you a measure of what other teams or fans of other teams think of Harden. Like he said, don't do it, please, not Boston. And that goes to show you when will we ever see a guy that's a potential MVP candidate every single year? You know, just in the running every single year, a guy that dominates in scoring. I don't know who we can even compare him to out of this sport in other sports, but when will you ever have another MVP-type guy with this kind of skills that nobody – some teams are saying, man, please don't bring him here. Don't Like like if I was a Miami Heat fan, I'd say, please don't break up what we have. I like what we're building. I, I liked what we had last year. I'm thinking do not break this up. I don't know if we ever see that with a guy that's an MVP-type player like that. That's, that's tough. Yeah, but – and. You know, sometimes I think we make too much of fits. I, I think a good coach takes the players he has and fits his offense around them and creates stuff. So I mean, I don't, I don't hate what he's suggesting at all. But you know, I, I, I don't see how it would work. That's all. 
like the Nets, for example. You saw them last night. They had depth. They scored. I mean, they did a little bit of everything. Say they were, and I'm, I know that may, that might not even be on the table anymore, but say they did acquire Harden and they had to lose all that depth they had that they built up. Do you think they're a winning team with those three guys, Irving, Durant, and Harden? Winning team, yes. Are they a title contender? No. Uh, well, I, but I, I'd love to see that just because it would be such a glorious train wreck. Yeah. And like, listen, we're seeing a train wreck right now. It's always more fun when it's somebody else's train wreck. Like, you know, if, if you're, if your family's arguing at Christmas and it's getting really ugly and, you know, your cousin slept with his brother's wife and all this stuff, you know, that, that's no fun. I mean, it's funny to an extent, <laughs> but because it's your family and it's starting to affect your mom and your aunt and everybody else, it's like, eh, maybe, maybe we need to get this solved. But when it's, you know, it's your friends who come over for Christmas and it's their family, it's freaking hilarious. I'm all about that. Kind of like this, the Chargers situation. Now that they're dealing with Coach Lynn over there, and you're thinking, this is what's going down with Bill O'Brien over here. He's going to end up holding Coach Lynn over there. He's going to end up holding back Herbert. Ultimately, like O'Brien was going to hold back Watson. I laugh at that now, and I'm thinking, this is where the, the, the Texans were as far as coaching just a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, just from my perspective, I prefer it when it's somebody else's. Uh, it, it, it's some other family's drama. Then I can make fun of it. It's funny to me. Hit him. Yeah, when it's your own, when it's your own family, it's like, dude, could you really sleep with your brother's wife? What the hell, man? She's not even that hot. Hey, she's annoying. Uh, there's a reason he hates her. What are you doing? And you know, so you don't want that in your own family. And that's kind of what it is, right? This is this is hard, happening in our city with one of the teams that that we cover. So it's our family, and you know, so it's. To me, I have fun with that still it's because I, I like the train wreck. But it'd be more fun if it were somebody else's issue. So I would love to see him in Brooklyn because then I could sit back and say, oh, I remember when he, he slept with his cousin's wife here. Now look what he's doing. Here comes Kyrie burning sage. Yeah, the fight. Burning sage and KD with his one-word answers. <laughs> with, just imagine that train wreck, though. Like uh, You're right. I do want to see it because as soon as things go south, at first, it's all fun and games when they throw up 130. And then when everything goes south, that there's going to be problems. I would love to see it, but I don't even think that's going to happen at this point. I got a feeling it's going to be just something random when it does happen. We're going to be like, how did we not see that one coming? You know, that team's playing their cards right this whole time because at this point, everyone that they're trying to make. I don't know why Denver would do that coming to see what Murray just did last year in the bubble. Yeah. I don't know why you would break up. Jokic and and Murray, I wouldn't break that up for anything. The same thing with the Heat. Why would you break up that little group you have? I would not. I just I'm confused by it. Um, Texture says Harden has made plenty of money. Time to start thinking about the team and championship. Just saying. Please don't be just saying, guy. I, I think we're banning all just saying guys from from the show. But um, which team? I mean, he's clearly not thinking about the team here, and and they've tried to build a championship team around him. I get it. If he wants to go somewhere else and and go to a place where they're going to do what they've done for the last six years, trying to build a team around him, then great. You know, hopefully you find that. But I don't think you're going to be, unless the, the one place you go, I guess there's two places I think you could go. And, and we talked about all these trades, right? Like Toronto, forget it. That trade makes no sense from a Toronto perspective. I'm not giving up Siakam and one of those guards for James Harden. I'm not a better team. And and I just think a jury's too smart to do that. 
The, the Boston trade makes some sense. The Denver trade makes some sense. But if he really wants to win a title, I mean, yeah, send him to Brooklyn, put him with those other two guys. I don't think it'll work because of the personalities, but that's the best talent. That, that, that is by far the best talent he would be around. So that, okay, if you, if, if you really, if they want to send you there and you want to go there, I think you can win there to an extent. But then I think all the personality stuff is going to clash, and that's why I want to see it. It'd be great. Do you remember when Daryl Morey was in town, that feeling that we would get after some trades went down or, or the cards were reshuffled? It always felt like we were laughing at the situation saying, well, Morey got the best of it again, or Morey did his thing. Do you feel like that happens again if we deal with Morey in this situation, that he's going to get the best end of this deal knowing? No, because you know what? This is like kind of getting back to the, a callback to the gambling that we talked about at the top of the hour. Nobody talks about their losses. We always talk about our losses. Nobody talks about the trades Daryl Morey screwed up. And and by the way, what they did last year with the small ball, that was Daryl Morey's version of trading DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And so there's no guarantee he's going to get it right. He had he had every every resource, every opportunity here to build a team around James Harden. Do you really think a team built around James Harden and Joel Embiid is going to be any better than anything they had here? Because I don't, except maybe last year's group. All right, we are going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. I don't blame you, Don. 